0: Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is the first ever River of Fire radio show broadcast. I'm your host, Tommy Codell, and I'm with Paula Mangucci. How about you say hi, Paula?
1: Hello, from the Rev.
0: I'm from Connecticut, and uh, our podcast and broadcast and radio show is all about just exploring the deeper things of God. You know, we're, we're going beyond just the surface level of things Uh, this is not the shallow end of the pool we are jumping into the deep end and uh, we just want to explore the mysteries the hidden mysteries of christ and the supernatural realm that he made available through the veil and through the cross and uh, we're just all about encountering jesus christ and the holy spirit and the father and uh, not just in this realm but in the realm that he's inviting us to and that's what we want to talk about today uh, we got some great topics in store, and uh, we're excited to have you all joining us. Thank you so much for listening in, and uh, we're just so excited to share with you today.
1: Amen. Yay. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, you wanted to bring up some topics, Tom, right? We want I to start did. With some topics.
0: Yeah. All right. So, we got some good topics lined up. The first topic that Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about is The Veil. And we'll spend a a few minutes on each of these topics, and then we'll just keep it moving on to the next one. So things really changed for me. Uh, I've been a believer for almost 15 years now. And uh, I remember when I first came to know the Lord, you know, I didn't just believe right off the bat. It took a while for me to hear the word and actually believe And so my parents were kind of dragging me to a church that I really didn't want to go to at the time. And, uh, but at the same time, I felt like it was interesting. Um, But even though I was hearing the word, things were still a little veiled to me. And so even when we don't believe in Christ, there's kind of this mystery or veil, so to say over our eyes. And when we hear the gospel preached uh, that gospel pierces through that veil and the light of Christ is, is revealed in our hearts. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about that veil. It's um, in 2 Corinthians 3.14. It says, but their minds were hardened for until this very day. At the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remains uplifted, because it is removed in Christ. But to this day, um, whenever a man turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So." we have this veil in the old covenant. There was a veil that separated us and the presence of God. Uh, The presence of God was on the ark and it was in the holy, holiest holy place in the, uh, the temple and also the tabernacle and no one could go in there because there was a veil. All right. So we were kind of cut off from the presence of God, except for certain people, uh, for example, the high priest. Uh, So, this veil has kind of separated us from god and in the spirit realm talking about the physical and the spiritual realm and the amazing thing is when jesus came he died upon the cross and the first thing that happened was the veil was torn the temple veil that separated the people from god the presence of god the physical and the spiritual realm jesus took that and and tore it away all right god's viewpoint between man and him was never to be separate but it was always to be one and so the beautiful thing about christ and the gospel which unveils this mystery is that jesus tore that veil and he didn't just tear it but he made a way to enter into that holy place now which is not a physical temple anymore but it's a spiritual place in the heavenly realms that we're going to be exploring on this, on this podcast and webcast, that Jesus made a way for us to access that realm now where the presence of God is. And we see this in Hebrews where it talks about we have confidence through the blood of Jesus to now enter in that place. And it talks about how that Jesus is the anchor uh, of our soul and that he entered through this place for us as a forerunner So he made the way. So now we can now access this spiritual place where the Prince of God is and the Prince of God is also in us as the temple of God, where we can encounter Christ on a continual basis, you know, a lot of people think you need to go to a certain place to experience his presence and his glory, and the bliss of heaven. But Everything we need is inside of us and we can access it through faith when we realize that this veil is torn and there actually is a spiritual place that is called the Holy of Holy because everything on earth is just a picture of that realm. So we can actually go to the real thing. We don't have to just go to a shadow, which is a place, which was shadowed by the, the temple in the old Testament. We could go into the heavenly temple and encounter God ourselves all right so with that being said I I want to turn it over to Paula Uh, what are your thoughts on the veil and everything I'm talking about right now
1: I think you're absolutely right for one thing um, there's that religion that relationship that fights against the religion and the religion fights against the relationship often and so when you speak of religion you're more about going to church but your heart's not in it um, you're not serious with God. You're kind of doing the thing, and so when that veil's torn, the veil of your heart is torn, and you ent- and enter into that holy of holies. The holy of holies becomes a place within you, and you know in that journey we can um, experience the Lord in such a way that we probably would think that it was just for the Old Testament prophets. And so it's very exciting to encounter the Lord, you know, face-to-face encounters are very, very, um, it's, it's, it's life-changing. Um, it totally gives you a whole perspective that's not the typical. And the idea here is to get to the place where you have relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father, where you're actually seeing him frequently throughout your day whether you're in prayer or you just step in the moment, step into heaven by faith, your heart, your spirit goes there and you uh, see him and you encounter him. So, so that's where the church is headed. And there is uh, a narrow gateway to go through, but it's worth the cost. And that is just uh, mostly getting rid of our, our idols. Which can be a whole topic on itself. But the idea is falling in love with God and letting Him be your number one, just like in a relationship. You know, you know, whether it's husband or wife, and you that's all you know, you only think about the other person when you're in a relationship with them, when you meet them. And so in that way, you keep the relationship fresh and you you stir it up, you keep it stirred. So, a lot of times people struggle, like, uh, I'm sure you remember, Tom, somebody in a, in a Christian band had kind of stepped back from their faith, and they were singing the songs, but they didn't have relationship. They, there was something missing. They had a lot of questions. I mean, if you have a lot of questions, like, you're like, this doesn't make sense in the word, or this doesn't make sense. I'm I'm told this. But to me, it looks like a contradiction. Well, if you're having face-to-face encounters with the Lord, you can ask the Lord yourself, what does this mean? Right? So it's so important, um, which is kind of funny because uh, my dream is coming back to me. I had a dream last night. I've been having dreams every night from the Lord. And my dream last night was, um, was a metaphoric of being in the main place, or in this case, it's not, uh, it, it, it kind of represents the main line, Christian walk, if you will. And they're kind of on the edge of, you know, teetering. They're on the fence in some ways. Maybe they haven't completely committed their life to him. Um, maybe they're kind of not wholehearted in it or maybe they're struggling with that walk. And so the idea here is, um, is to, to to shift and to shift direction and know that you can have a personal face to face with God. That way you have safety. So I, I'm just going to um, just kind of go off the edge here a little bit. So The Lord told me one time, it was recently, it was a couple weeks ago, that stuff is going to get a little hard, okay? Uh, There's going to be financial stuff. And he said, those who do not hear my voice are really going to struggle. And now think about that. He said, those who don't hear my voice are really going to struggle. Why? They might be panicking. Now, I'm not saying this is worldwide. I'm not saying this is the entire United States, it could be a few places, but those who don't hear his voice panic because they don't have direction. So this is an incredibly important time to get closer to the Lord, get, make your decision that you're going to knock on the door till he opens. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Amen. So good. I think it's it's just uh, absolutely essential to have that relationship with God, especially in the crazy times we're living in right now, to be able to hear from God and sense his presence. And just like you were saying, to see him as well. Uh, I believe that God wants us to know him face to face. And uh, even how it talks about in Corinthians, how we can see Uh, through the veil and behold him and and as we behold him we're transformed and so a lot of people might think that you know god doesn't do that anymore or you know moses was a special person now we saw face god face to face or jesus um how he saw what the father was doing and so um paul i was going to ask you if you believe that this type of relationship is for today and if so Uh, what keys can you give the listeners how to cultivate that type of relationship where we're uh, seeing the Lord and hearing the Lord and sensing his presence on a daily basis?
1: Well, for one thing, I'm just reminded of the old movies. It depends on when, well, even if in this generation, you know, the old 10 commandment movies or, you know, things that are like, wow, um, you know, with God on the mountain, those incredible things and you walk away and you don't think, well, you know, maybe I could have that. <laughs> you don't even, you don't even go there. But today it's a totally different ball game because the father is wanting people to come to him. We're not talking about just salvation, but we're talking about go to his mountain in the spirit realm uh, where he dwells. And the way that you you begin, you know, and I've told a zillion people about this. There's a a great benefit in going through generational repentance and cleansing. There's the book by Natasha Vermack-Gerbage, which I tell people to get and to go through the prayers, because sometimes there's stuff that we carry that hinders us. And Paul Cox's Generational Prayers 2020 is another one. And so I highly recommend that. Um, when I started to uh, kind of explore these topics, I was taken into the court, and this was before the repentance. And I kept feeling like, oh, I got all this stuff, you know, in my life. I, I could feel it; it's hindering and whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to set this aside, and I'm going to do all my repentance. And that was very beneficial because when you clean up your junk. It purifies you and allows Holy Spirit to um, infiltrate your genetics and your DNA and to clean out the curses and the hindrances. So that's number one. And we can go into that topic a little more whenever you're ready. But the other part of that is using your imagination because Holy Spirit, well, when you sanctify your imagination, you give it over to the Lord and you ask him to clean it up. Um, You know, you use that and Holy Spirit is entangled in your imagination. God gave you that. So the imagination is like a locked box that needs to open up so that you can connect with the Father. Now, that's how it used to be. This is kind of a heavy topic, but that's how it used to be. Uh, before the fall, maybe before the Tower of Babel, you know, di- different things in the scriptures where we were more than what we are today. Um, we are a dumbed down version of what we once were or what, what people used to walk in. So having said that, God's will is to bring you back to that through him though in relationship. So when you uh, realize that this is like a lockbox, you open that box through faith and step through it using your imagination. You, uh, in your heart, in your mind, in your imagination, you connect with the Father. Maybe you'll picture him sitting on the throne. Well, that becomes reality, because Holy Spirit is intermingled with your imagination when you're filled with the Spirit. So then you are sitting on his lap, and then he begins to respond to that. You know, he might put his hand on your head, or he'll say something to you. And you're like, this is not my imagination. This is the Lord, and I didn't make this up. And so, again, it's a cultivation. So, so that's a little key, I, I would think. That that's the way you begin, anyway. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what I guess that's the best way to go about that right now. And practicing, practicing that, and continue to do the repentance and connecting with the Father. But you know about the word you have to have the word and the scriptures are your uh, foundation so it can't contradict the word if it contradicts the word then you throw it out if it doesn't then be open to it so um that's kind of like where my journey's been i don't know if you have any comments about that
0: yeah great uh keys right there uh, I know for me, I, I always used to think that, you know, encountering God was a really mystical thing uh, until I, I started getting a hold of some revelation or other people in the faith walking in certain things. And I realized that I could actually practice like what, like what you're saying, practice the presence of God, practice engaging God with my imagination. Because just like, you know, when you first start speaking in tongues, you don't really believe what you're doing is really tongues. It just kind of sounds like a bunch of babble at first. Um, But God works with the faith that you have. And eventually you start speaking in all kinds of different tongues because you're giving God something that you believe is Him. And so in the same way, we could start by engaging our imagination with God. And our imagination is a powerful tool that He's given us to actually engage with Him. Um, but just like what you were saying, uh, after before we get saved, we, we get into all kinds of crazy stuff. We fill our imagination uh, with different things and, and the media and different lusts and all this stuff. So the repentance is huge. We, we got to make an effort to repent and just like you were saying, turn away from this stuff. Uh, you have a great book on that, by the way, uh, the, the, where you talk about the metanoia and being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so that's actually the first thing Jesus said when he, he came on the scene and he started his ministry. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And also Paul preached repentance and faith. Uh, Peter also told the people to repent and be baptized. So we see this word uh, being thrown around a lot, actually, in the New Testament, all the Old Testament. We see Daniel go and pray in prayers. God talks about how he was like the righteous person at the time, but he's still repenting for Israel and his ancestors and forefathers, stuff that he didn't even do. But the thing was, because of the generational stuff, it was in his DNA. And so he took responsibility for the curses and the sin in his DNA. And he was able to get rid of it by repentance and praying. And as we see, we see Daniel having these visions. We have he having these dreams. Um, We see uh, the angels visiting him. And so I really believe that because Daniel set his heart to repent and seek God and pray and clean up his generational line, that God was able to move and bring these supernatural encounters into his life. And we also see it with Nehemiah when they return to Israel, how Nehemiah, they all come together and they, they repent for the stuff that their ancestors and forefathers did because someone had to take responsibility for the sin in the generational line. And so the repentance is huge. And I feel like that's definitely a a journey that the Lord has called us all to, to take that responsibility for our own genetic line, to repent and uh, renounce these things, the sin that came into our life, you know, our own life and our generation, uh, so we could clean ourselves up. Um, But many people say, you know, Jesus did it all on the cross. Jesus uh, cleansed our DNA already on the cross We just have to believe. Uh, Paul, do you have any comments on on someone who would say that?
1: It's funny you mentioned that book because it's exactly what I, the reason why I wrote that book is to uh, show people, for example, uh, as soon as you get saved, you know, you can, you know that there's a lot of things that uh, are not yet healed, right? And that's a body thing, but the, you know, whether it's heart disease or, Uh, diabetes, you know, it it can be generational. But as soon as you come to Christ and receive Jesus Christ, your Savior, you're not necessarily going to be completely healed of every little thing that you have. So that shows you that there's still stuff that has to be dealt with. Now, I use the physical as an example, because a lot of times it's uh, anything that is not in its perfection is a result of the fall, is a result of sin. And generationally, we could have sinned, and that sin or the curse of it can be transferred from generation to generation. I mean, why do a lot of doctors give surveys and ask the question, does this disease run in your family? That's a curse. So he might as well say, does this curse run in your family? Because someone offended God, uh, they went against the laws of God, the, the natural laws or, or what have you. So, so that's, that's a perfect example I can give. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, just like, well, I'm thinking of John the Baptist right now, how he said, uh, produce fruit of repentance, you know, produce the fruit of repentance. So, so it has to be a genuine thing. Even to get baptized, you have to have some proof that, you know, you're not just playing games, you're being sincere. But um, the other thing is, is the Lord showed this to another girl all the way across the other side of the earth, which was in Africa somewhere. He had any, she had an encounter with him and Jesus went through all of that, the, the DNA cleansing, what Jesus is doing now. And he taught her how to do that. Um, and, you know, in the book, it talks about if you have a transplant, like if somebody gets to somebody else's liver or heart or some other part, they begin to crave things that they never craved before. They want to start going to uh, baseball games when they were never interested in it before. Things that that other person's, that other person's organ came from, that person would be doing those things. So what does that mean? That means the blood and is passed from you know the from the uh, bones to the marrow and all of that and it goes through the veins into all of your organs and in the blood is the DNA. So when the person gets that body part, it has the other person's DNA in it. That's why they start to feel it the same thing so and which is the code so sometimes you can you know ask the father what's on my dna that needs to be cleaned up sometimes he will just reveal it to you you have to first go back to basics and just uh learn to hear his voice and then you know there's the other issue of um you know just being conscious of what you're doing, what you're triggered in. You can ask for dreams. The Lord gives us dreams these days. So uh, depending on where you're at, you know, this is kind of, um, you start where you're at and you, and you just follow Holy Spirit and do all that you can do. Because one thing I was going to bring up, because you're talking about this is On the other side of the cross, you know, like Jesus asks us to die to ourselves and live for him. On the other side of the cross is life. So if you step through the death of Christ, he's the door. There is another life there that is incredible. And if you think about we're stuck on this side of the cross, you know, it's like being stuck in a room. And we don't know we're in a room until you come to Christ. And Jesus is the door. And when you walk through that door, there's an amazing amount of things there. There's a life with him. And he created everything. So that's another topic. But I just want to encourage anyone to uh, realize, yeah, okay, there's a cost, but, the, but it's almost a laughable cost comparatively to what's on the other side. Um, God is very sneaky and he's very funny and he's very jovial and he loves to do things that people have to figure out, you know? Um, it just reminds me of a time that I saw the Father. Of course, you can see the Father and live. You're going to see the Father in a way that you can handle. You're, you might not see his incredible, intense glory and all his power, but he'll show you himself as a Father. And so I remember one time he just popped up out of a casket. There was a there was a um a, a funeral going on, awake or something. Okay. And so the the casket was there and he popped up out of it and he was like laughing, like saying, You're not really dead. It only looks like you're dead. And it, it to, to me it was really like eye opening, like we never die. You know, it's just you know what I mean? It's 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 like um kind of a tongue and cheek thing. Like he's always got a clever way to express himself. Because we don't die. But where you go after that, that's that's what matters. So yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, you want to make sure you're going to the right spot after that. <sighs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he wants he wants everyone at his table.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that just reminded me of so many things. Um, but yeah, it is important to remember that we are in the image of God and God created us as a spirit being. And so even though our physical body may die, uh, our spirit, uh, I mean, as long as you're a believer, it's going to be with him. And, uh, and that's the cool thing that I was saying earlier is we can access that realm. A lot of people think, you know i need to die first then i could go to heaven you know um but actually where is that in the bible uh, jesus was praying that in in john 17 that we would be with him where he is and uh that's that's the whole thing i was talking about earlier about the veil being torn um that even in ephesians 2 actually that uh it says we now have access to the father through one spirit Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one could come to me except through uh, the Father, except through me. And Jesus also said, He's the door. And so Jesus is the doorway to the Father. He's the doorway to um, accessing God. And um, just like we were saying, death is not the doorway. Um, maybe dying to yourself, giving up your life. You know, those who lose their life will find it because we're hidden with Christ. But, uh, I just wanted to kind of speak to that thing that we've been uh, holding on to so long that says, you know, we need to die before we can go to heaven. Uh, What do you think about that, Paula?
1: Well, that's how things were. And I think that now it's a new era. However, Enoch was a perfect prototype to what's coming. So many new things are coming beyond even what we're talking about here, which is kind of like why we're doing this in the first place. Um, There's a lot of people out there that are going to be part of the new things that are going to happen, and I'm really excited about that. And for some, you'll never die. You'll jump from this life to the next, and just like Enoch did, which um, I'm not sure if a lot of people study about that, but you know the lord took enoch and he never died just like elijah you know he was taken in chariot so his body never died so so there's a lot going to take place soon and it's important for us to learn these things now and get ourselves ready for what's coming so
0: definitely there's definitely a lot coming and even though, you know, it says darkness will cover the earth, you know, there'll be a great light shining. Uh, even Daniel says those who know their God will shine bright like the stars and do great exploits, even in the midst of, um, terrible times. And I feel like I I cut you off, Paul, were you going to say something?
1: Oh, no. Uh, I think there was a a scrape phrase, but what I was going to say is, um, you know, even though your body's still here, your spirit, which is what you were talking about, your spirit and soul can go to the Father. Your spirit can, you know, um, first of all, it should be going to heaven a lot. And, you know, people need to practice that. But also the Lord will send people on assignments around the world uh, doing different things. And, of course, I recommend you go into heaven first, get acclimated there. But, you know, if an angel were to come to you or, you know, the word says that the cloud of witnesses were were surrounded or any other thing or creature or uh, angel, Jesus or anyone, we need to make first test the spirits. We need to make sure we test the spirit. And the way you do that, the way I do it, it, well, first of all, an angel, if they worship God and praise God, then they're in. Um, But for me, I have to hear them say things like, uh, who do they serve? I ask the question, if I'm in doubt, who do you serve? Uh, Who is Jesus? You know, and uh, a real authentic encounter from the right source will honor the Lord, worship God, um, say the right answers. Um, You know, if it's not the enemy will leave, sometimes they start swearing at you, um, or they just fumble, and then you command it to go, so I just need to make sure that everybody knows, also not to necessarily seek encounter, but seek him, seek the person, because God is a person, which is one of the things I was going to bring up that God is a person who wants face-to-face relationship with each person. Um, and this is the era to do it. So uh, know that God wants you there. He wants you with him. And so when you seek the person wanting relationship, it shifts your mentality. It's no longer the God of that is judged, you know, sits there as a judge. It's not God that you got to keep praying for everything you need. It or want it's the prayer life shouldn't be all about what you want or your need. It, your prayer life should be, I want to be with you, I want to uh, sit with you, I want to be with you. I and, and honoring and worship the Lord in that. So that's the avenue that I really encourage people to go down right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's so good. I do find that you know, when I'm praying that it just hits a whole nother level when you can really get your eyes off yourself, off your needs. And uh, just like the scripture I said earlier, when your heart turns to Christ, the veil is taken away. And so get into that place where, you know, it's no longer about you and you can say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, have no need uh, because Christ supplies all my needs. And so it's in that place where you can really, you know, go to the next level with him. And uh, just when we realize that we've died in Christ and, you know, we've been doing the repentance and I feel like even praying in tongues does help uh, worship soaking in the Prince of God and just draw near to him. And he'll draw near to us uh, to really hit that, that next level. And uh, just like you, what you were saying, I feel like in this day and age we live in now, that uh, the encounters are definitely increasing. New revelation is being released. Even though it's not really new, it's always been in the Word, but I feel like God just chooses to unveil different revelation in the Word at this time period. And definitely one of them is uh, what we've, we call ascension, is where when Jesus said to uh, Nathaniel and John that you'll, you know you'll see greater things than this, you'll see angels ascending and descending on the son of man. And so I think that's definitely one of the things that God is highlighting in this day and age. And uh, even what you were saying about Enoch um, being taken. And um, I think that's what the Lord is releasing now and just bringing a new light to who we are in Christ and uh, even immortality, which is all in the Bible. Uh, So that, that we'll save that for another day. Um, but uh, any thoughts on that, Paula?
1: Well, yeah, Jesus said, uh, if you believe in me, you will never die. Mm-hmm. And for some, that means your body will never die. It, you know, and yeah, so, some it'll be just, you'll be here and never die, or you'll be translated into heaven and never die. Those are other avenues that God is uh, going to be released. It's in the Word like you said. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is the time to not be stagnant, not be lukewarm, uh, encourage yourself in the Lord, fight for, th- that's the one thing that God's telling me a lot, is to fight for what you want, where for me, it's him. And when you do put your focus on him, just worshiping and connecting and communing, wanting to be with him, there's a there's a stage you enter in, and I say it's like the bliss of God, the uh, ecstasy of God. It's almost like a, a you become in another realm, and He becomes all you want, where everything else is just nothing to you anymore. And you know you're it, it's a different life. It's it's a better life. It's it's the life Jesus said that you'll have life more abundantly. And when the light and the life of Jesus fills you up because he's standing face to face with you and fills you to the overflow, that's life. It's, it's living waters of true life.
0: Wow. So good. Yeah. So good. All right, I think uh, we're going to start wrapping it up for today. We have so much we want to share with you guys and uh, we could be here for another couple hours. So we're going to save that material for the next um, podcast, webcast, whatever uh, avenue you're tuning in. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. I'm Tommy Codell, and this is Paula. And uh, we'll see you next time on yes. River of Fire. Shalom. Your all around. All things are new now. Can't let down. Cause your love is set me free, I and truth about All oh, things work for good now. Yeah, nothing hold me down. Cause your love is set
1: me free.